0: The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations In this message, you will learn You want to be great? Service the vision of the one who is ahead of you What Jesus is telling him is that if you want to follow me you have to service my vision Serve my vision before we can even think about you. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 30. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 30. Are you there? Okay, I read. It says, he, this is Jesus speaking. He said, he that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me, scattereth abroad. He that is not with me, is against me. And he that gathereth not with me, scattereth abroad. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Father, we thank you for your word. Speak to us today. Thank you for increasing your anointing over our lives. Do something new. Take us to the next dimension. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm continuing the message that I have titled, 25 Signs of Those Who Gather. 25 Signs of Those Who Gather. And this is part four in the series, 25 Signs of Those Who Gather. By God's grace, we have looked at uh, a few stages to help us to the point of gathering uh, for God. And we have said in the past few weeks that Jesus' desire is for us as a ministry to increase the church in every area of our lives. Some of us need to take evangelism as a project of life. Some of us need to take evangelism as a project for life. Can I ask a question? How many of you have a need in life? How many of you have a need? Anybody have a need? We all have a need. Now, if you have a need the quickest way to get your needs met is to meet the needs of the house of God. The quickest way to get your needs met is to meet the needs in the house of God. And God's number one need is souls. Did you hear what I said? God's number one need is that no life will be perished. So, If you will make soul winning your number one project, your number one agenda from now till the end of this month, from now till the end of this year, I believe that God will begin to expand you in every area of your life. So make soul winning your number one project. Not your building project, not your educational project. Make soul winning your number one project. And as you make soul winning your number one project, God will make that need in your life number one project. And that situation will be turned around quickly. Amen. I think there's a bit of feedback in the monitor. So if you can um, help in that. Praise God. So, if we make soul winning our project, God will make our project his project. If we make soul winning our project, God will make our project his project. So, can I ask a question? How many of you are going to make soul winning from now on your number one project? Because, you see, for your information, God wants the world to know Christ. And we have to become the mouthpiece of God and speak the gospel to those who are around us. If you make God's soul winning your project, you shall also be made a project of God's blessing. Amen. So Jesus said, He that... Is not with me, is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. So that means you are either gathering for Christ or scattering for Christ. You are either in the church gathering souls or you are scattering. You are either in the category of those who gather or in the category of those who scatter. You can't say, I am in between. There is no thin line in between. So you are either bringing souls to Christ or you are sending souls away from Christ. You are either bringing souls into the house of God or you are sending people out of the house of God. And I want to trust that you are in the category of those who bring souls into the house of God. Not those who suck people from the church. Not those who fight people out of the church. Not those who fight people out of your department. But you are a person who brings people into the house of God. And we said for this gathering to happen, there are five forces we need to engage. Five forces we need to engage. And we have looked at three so far. We'll be looking at the fourth one today. What was the first force we looked at? The force of vision. The force of vision. And what was the second force we looked at? The force of one language. Oh, this is the best church. They take notes. A church who takes notes, remember what the pastor teaches. What was the third force? The force of unity. the force of unity. the force of unity. Glory be to God. And so today we'll be looking at the fourth force, which is the force of sacrifice. The force of sacrifice. Say it with me the force of sacrifice. the force of. Or say like you mean it. Say the force of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Jesus is an epitome of sacrifice. Jesus left his kingdom, took upon himself as a slave, and. Became a slave for us and died for us for us to experience his place instead of his place. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says that for your poverty Jesus took your place even though he was rich he took your place of poverty so that you might become Reach. So he took your place. Taking your place means the devil wanted to destroy you. He took your place and sacrificed so that you are not destroyed, so that you have life forevermore. Amen. So Jesus is a perfect example of sacrifice. In the Bible, actually, there are three people who really sacrifice, or four. The first one is Abraham. Abraham sacrificed his only begotten son, the promised child. Let me say it that way the promised child, who is Isaac, to to have us. He sacrificed Isaac. Just when he was about to sacrifice Isaac, God said, Abraham, do not harm the child. Are you following me? He said, do not harm the child. And God gave him a ram caught in the thicket. God replaced the ram with his son. The second person who also really sacrificed in the Bible is Solomon. Solomon sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings, and God appeared to him and said, What do you want? And God gave him wisdom and knowledge to rule his people. And through that wisdom and knowledge, the whole world came to seek that wisdom that was in the life of Solomon. Now, if you read that scripture carefully, others were also sacrificing. But Solomon went to the highest level of sacrificing, a thousand burnt offerings. The third person in scripture who also really sacrificed is Paul. Paul sacrificed for the gospel. He sacrificed everything. He could have married, but he didn't. He didn't marry. He sacrificed all for the gospel. He sacrificed his life. He went to the extra level to make sure that the gospel reaches the four corners of the world. Paul also sacrificed for the gospel. The fourth person who sacrificed for the gospel was Jesus Christ, our Lord and master savior whom we've talked about. So, if we look at all these lives who really sacrificed for the gospel or for the kingdom of God, there is one distinct thing that runs through all of them, one thing. And we are going to see that in a minute. If you are not willing to sacrifice your reputation for Jesus, Jesus is not willing to sacrifice anything for you. Jesus said, if you deny me in front of people, I'll also deny you in front of my father. So now, for us in this part of the world, one thing we have to sacrifice it's our reputation. Our reputation of, of not thinking that somebody will reject us. Now remember, no one can reject you. If you speak to someone about Jesus, they haven't rejected you and they reject the gospel. They haven't rejected you. They have rejected him. Now all you have to do is sacrifice your reputation. Sacrifice your pride and tell someone about Jesus. When was the last time you spoke to someone about Jesus? When? Yesterday. Good. What was the last time? Anyone? Yesterday. Good. What was the last time you spoke to someone about Jesus? Last week? Last year? Ten years ago? 15 years ago. You know the gospel is not just for me, myself, and I. You know that, don't you? You can't be a Christian and not share Christ with others. When was the last time you told someone about Jesus? Sacrifice. Sacrifice your reputation. Stop feeling that people reject you. No, no. All you have to do is you have planted the seed. That seed will grow one day. Amen? Amen? Amen. That seed will grow. Just plant the seed. Don't worry whether they will reject you or not. Just plant the seed and that seed will grow. So it is imperative that we engage the force of sacrifice. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse 15... Jesus said, as the father knoweth me, even so I, the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, that is sacrifice. I lay my life down for who? For the sheep. And that must be the cardinal desire of every pastor, to lay down your life for the sheep to lay down your life for the church. If you don't lay your life down for the church, you are not qualified to be a pastor. If you are not willing to lay down your life for the sheep, then you are not qualified to be a shepherd, to be a pastor. Laying down your life for the sheep means when the lion comes and is coming to destroy that sheep, you stand and withstand the lion. A shepherd doesn't run away from bears and lions who are coming, or, or wolves that are coming to destroy his sheep. He stands against them. What you're doing is you're willing to lay your life down for the sheep. Sacrifice. Sacrifices as a pastor since we started this ministry for the past five years or seven years, I've never taken a salary. That's a sacrifice. Sacrifice. That's sacrifice. That's why we can buy properties and build and plant branches and start churches. And people don't understand because I have sacrificed my, my life and place it for the sheep. That's sacrifice. Because if I were to be taking a salary, every branch that we're going to plant, I'll come to you to raise funds. That property that we've just acquired in South Africa, if you have to move from point A to the end, that's almost a 30 minute drive. That's a 30 minute drive from one point to the other. Driving at 60 miles per hour, that's a 30 minute drive. That's sacrifice. We didn't feel it. It's bought. I don't look stressed. I don't look like I am a stressed man of God. I'm excited. That's sacrifice. That's sacrifice. That's sacrifice. Sacrifice is operating the church from my house for five years before I got an office. And that office, I didn't say, this is my office. I'm sharing it with everybody. It's a communal office. That is sacrifice. You don't have a church yet, and you want a big office. You don't have 10 members, and you have a big office. Say, this is my office. You have five secretaries, five PAs, that's why no wonder every Sunday you come raising funds. You are sweating, doing all kinds of games to twist the hands of the people to give. This church, whether people give or not, if you don't give for 100 years, this church will still go on. Amen. Nobody can bail this church out. Nobody. Praise God. Amen. That's why we don't come today if the people don't give hey, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay our bills? No. From this church, we have planted three branches out of this church in five years. Well, in a year, within a year, we've planted three branches and we are buying equipments for all these branches from here. From here. Buying properties for the church from here. That's Sacrifice. I could be wearing a new shoe every Sunday and a new suit every Sunday. Now, don't look at my shoe now. (laughs) Amen. And a new tie every Sunday, but I have decided to wear the same sacrifice. Some of us are not willing to sacrifice anything. We just want to have everything now. If you want your future, you have to buy the future today. That means you sacrifice your today. Making sure that by the time you get to the future, it's happening big time. With all due respect, I respect the provisions made for for pensioners in this country. But I looked at my wife the other day and I said, thank God. I'm never going to depend on a state pension. Never. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. I'm making sure that before I get to my future, oh, me, myself, and my own pension. I decide which holiday I go to, where I go to, when I go to, how I go to it, whatever. I decide it. You sit there and say, I'm waiting for state pension. You start holding placards. They will prolonging your pension 75 years because there's not enough in the national coffers. 80 years. By the time you get to 75, they say 80. (laughs) By the time you get to 80, they say let's make it 89. (laughs) So don't wait on no pension, no sacrifice today. Make sure you take care of your own pension. I told my wife that we are never going to look up to our children when we grow up and expecting some money and say, when is my monthly allowance coming? No, 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 no. No. By the time they grow up, they have their own houses set up, everything. I'm not gonna when they bless us, praise God. I'm looking for an opportunity to bless, to be a great blessing, not only to our children, but our children's children and our children's children's children. That's yes. sacrifice. That's sacrifice. I'm not going to be an old, grumpy, old granddad waiting and say, When are you going to bring me an allowance? I've taken care of you. I've taken you to university. I've paid your fees nice. your tent to. No, no, no. I don't want no child of mine giving me, I mean, making me their project. No. No one should make me their project. Amen. Sacrifice. Learn to sacrifice. Sacrifice your today. Jesus said, I lay my life down for the sheep. You want to be a pastor? Lay your life down for the sheep. Encourage them. Bless them. When they come to you, be a blessing to them. Bless them. Keep blessing them. And as you keep blessing them, God will keep increasing you. I said God will keep increasing you. So Jesus lays his life down for the sheep. He lays his life down for the sheep. The Bible says in the book of, um, okay, let's go back to John chapter 10, verse, verse 6, 15 to 17. I read, it says, as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I laid down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Verse 17 says, that therefore do my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. That's sacrifice. So that means God loves those who lay down their lives. Yes. Sacrifice. Sacrifice is coming to church one hour praying just for the pastor, the wife, the family, the members, Even though you have a need, you don't focus on your own need. You pray for the church. Pray for the vision of the church. Do you know that as the churches expand, I'll become the devil's number one target. Yeah. On a daily basis, minute by minute, second by second. So you can't just sit here and become familiar with the anointing and not value and place a demand on this anointing and pray for this anointing to increase on a daily basis. That's sacrifice. So you must learn to sacrifice. Don't always think about me, me, myself, and I. It's not about you. Which holiday can I take now? Sales going on. Which hairline? When are we going? We're going next week, yeah? All you think about is holiday. Holiday, 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 holiday. You are moving from one holiday to, no, no, don't get me wrong. Holiday is good. We have to have holiday. Even God had a holiday. He rested. But now don't make that your number one project every second. Which holiday can I go to? Which holiday? where where? you leave church, you are Skyping for holidays. Which one is available today? Amen? Amen. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice is when sometimes the pastor and the wife and the family also want to go to holiday. But if they go, church members who say the pastor is not in church, we are not coming. So, they sacrifice their holiday and stay in the church. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Am I preaching good today? It looks like I'm not preaching good. Maybe I'm talking to just myself. But anyway, today I came to preach to just myself. Glory be to God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 41 It says, and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him two miles. That's sacrifice. If we tell you make soul winning God's project and God's agenda, you make, you go twice that. If you know you're going to do soul winning just one Saturday every, every week, you now make it double. Every day is your soul winning day. Everywhere you are, you have leaflets of the church in your bag inviting people to church. We must fill the whole of the world with this gospel that God has given us. Everywhere you are. It says if someone asks you to go one mile, go how many miles? Two miles. That means the one mile in itself, it's a hard thing. But don't just stay at that one. Go two miles. That's sacrifice. That's sacrifice. Sacrifice is if we ask you to serve in the ushers, when you finish serving in the ushers, you go to the choir. That's sacrifice. We've been asked to go one mile, you go two miles. That's sacrifice. Don't just think about yourself. Don't just think about, your, even when it comes to giving, you don't want to sacrifice anything. You don't want to sacrifice anything. How can God trust you with more? You come to church empty-handed, and you go back and say, today, church, I didn't get blessed. How can God bless you? It's the command of the Lord is, none should appear before him empty-handed. That's God's word. The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower. What does he give? He gives seed to the sower. He gives bread to the eater. Yeah, amen. God is a God of wisdom. He gives seed to the sower. Amen. He never gives bread to the sower. He gives seed to the sower. So you can't say, well, but I don't have anything. And if God is a good God, that means all of us He's giving us seed. So if He's giving you seed and you come to His house and don't sow, then that means you are becoming an eater of seed, a seed eater. And anyone who eats seed have no future. Anyone who eats seed have no future. And when you delay sowing your seed, you delay reaping your harvest. A farmer can have a seed and when it's a sowing season, he goes and says, hey, this seed is too nice, I can't sow it now. And he's expecting a harvest at the end of the season. The moment you delay sowing your seed, you have delayed your harvest. Genesis chapter 8 Verse 22, it says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Can you see the earth? Is it remaining? So God says, as long as the earth remains, this cycle shall never cease. Heat and winter shall not cease. That's why during summer, you conserve energy. To use in winter. In, in summer, you don't turn on your heaters, do you? Unless, of course, you, you become cold in summer. In summer, you conserve your energy and then you spend it in winter. So, what you actually do in summer is you are sowing seed and then you reap it in winter. So, the Bible says, as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest, Shall not cease. God says, How does this covenant work? It's a covenant and it works. How does it work? He says, If I can, if the the day and night does not cease, then this covenant can never be changed. So that means so long as you can see day and night, that means. The season of sowing and reaping can never end. Even your life is sowing and reaping. The first 20 years of your life. The second 20 years of your life. They say life begins at 40. The third 20 years of your life, 60. The fourth 20 years of your life, 80. The fifth, 100. The sixth, 120. What you saw in the first, you reap in the second. What you saw in the second, you reap in the third. What you saw in the third, you reap in the fourth. What you saw in the fourth, you reap in the fifth. And what you saw in the fifth, you reap in the sixth. Simple. It's not magic, is it? It's not rocket science, is it? It's simple. So don't get to the end of your age and blame everybody and say it's the witches and the wizard from my village. Don't blame them. Blame yourself. You did not take responsibility for where you are now. And you know what happens? If you don't take responsibilities for today, you become bitter and angry tomorrow. Very bitter. You become an old, grumpy, old man, bitter woman. We don't want no. I don't want no bitter people around me. Do you? Do you? No, no, I don't want no one angry and saying, my children, my children didn't send me my monthly allowance. They didn't. Well, and then you start hating on that girl that your son is married to. It's, 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 that, it's that girl. Since that girl came to his life. He stopped sending me money. Well, who should he make his priority? He will make his wife his priority. So make yourself a priority now. And start being angry with someone tomorrow. Sacrifice. Someone say sacrifice. sacrifice. Now, what I'm teaching you, if you don't apply it, it's your own joy. What I'm teaching, you can apply in every area of your life. Sacrifices, you walk by the shops today. You see a nice dress. It costs 250 pounds. You have the money on your credit card. All I do is enter four pins, four digits Madam, it's been accepted. They pack it in a bag for you. You go home smiling. Do you know what you're doing? You are imprisoning your future. You are wearing your future today. That 250 pounds, you can save it. If you save 250 pounds every month for the next 40 years, You don't have to depend on any government for anything. Now, it's sad. The generation we are living in, this generation wants it now. The young ones don't want it now. Save or else tomorrow you'll be blaming the government. Don't blame your mom and your dad. They never took me to school. Well, my mom and dad never took me to school. I could have blamed them. I never did. I have to self-teach myself. Self-steady. The highest form of education I had was a basic level. Basic. By God's grace today, I can speak on any platform across the world. And people think I've gone to university. I haven't been to university. I haven't. Never been. I don't have any classmates. I'm hoping one day I will have a classmate. And for, for your information, very soon we are going to start our own university. So to give some of you an opportunity to go and do some university courses and, and have some classmates. I said, what is he talking about? He's never been to investing and he wants to start investing. Well, be there. Be there and watch. When a blind man says, I'll stone you, it means his leg is on a stone. <laughs> I told you we'll be building some awesome churches. I told you. I'm sure today you were surprised about the property we've just acquired in South Africa, I told you, it doesn't just, you know these things, it's not struggle. I'm not struggling in ministry. The grace of God is upon this church. God is just blessing us on every side. So God is awesome. A time will come I can choose wherever I want to preach. So you better take my messages serious now. If you don't, tomorrow I can just decide I'll deport myself to South Africa. Or I'll deport myself to Zimbabwe. Hopefully by then, brother, brother Mo will not be there. <laughs> oh, glory. Are you following me? Sacrifice. It's time for us to engage the force of sacrifice. Life is not how you began, but how you ended it Sacrifice. All right, let's go into details now, and we'll close. Are you getting something out of this? the The book of Mark. Let's do some Bible studies now. The book of Mark, chapter ten, from verse seventeen. The book of Mark, chapter ten, from verse seventeen. Are you there? Are you there? Okay, I read. The Bible says that this is talking about Jesus. I want you to follow me carefully and look at how sacrifice works. The Bible says, He was gone forth into the way. There came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? This is about the, the rich young ruler. Verse 18. Bible says, and Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Now, you know Jesus is God, don't you? So that means he's the only one that is good. Verse 19, thou knowest the commandments. Look at that carefully. Thou knowest the commandments. So now, it's not enough what you know. It's more important what you do than what you know. Do you hear what I said? It's more important what you do than what you know. You know, there are some people who know the Bible. They know it from Genesis to Revelation. They can quote verbatim. They'll quote a scripture. They know the scriptures, but they don't do the scriptures. I had a teacher in school who was teaching me Bible knowledge, but he never Experience the power of what he was teaching. So he says, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered, The young man answered and said unto him, Master, all this I have observed from my youth. Now notice what he said. He said, I have observed from my youth. Observation doesn't mean doing. You can observe something and not do it. You can observe the way I preach and think you can do it that way and not do it. So the fact that you are observing something doesn't mean you are doing it. Because Jesus said to him, You know these commandments. And well said, he said, yes, I know all this because I've observed it, but he's never done it. And that's what happens in the church. Most of the times we only observe the word and don't do the word. We observe the word, we come, we hear the word and don't do the word. What you don't do will never profit you. This is how James puts it. The book of James says, the word of God is like a mirror we observe our faces in it, and when we leave, we don't become forgetful hearers. Now, in those days, when the Bible was talking about a mirror, in those days, mirrors were very rare. It's not like today where there's mirror everywhere. In those days, they actually used to fight wars just to have a small piece of mirror. He says when you look into this mirror, you don't become a forgetful hearer. Meaning when you look into the mirror maybe in a year, you look in the mirror once in a year in those days. And when you look in the mirror, the image you see, you have to consciously hold on to that image forever. Because what you see is more powerful than what you hear. Now, if I see a lion, that picture is more powerful than what I've heard. Are you following me? So he said, when you see it, don't be a forgetful hearer. In other words, you hold on to what you've seen for life. So you can be in the church, hear the word, and do nothing about it. That's why he says, Be doers of the word rather than be hearers only. So doing the word is more important than hearing. James, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. It says that the same gospel that was preached to us was preached to them. But the gospel did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. So it's the same word. Some in the church are doing it. Some are not doing it. So, guess what? Those who do it will get the results. Those who don't do it won't get the results. So, this young man said, I have observed all this from my youth. So, that means you can be in the church from your youth and all you do is an observer. Daily observer. Crowley observer. Landing observer. America Observer. Observe. Well, keep observing. Those who make the news don't watch the news. Let me say that again. Those who make the news don't watch the news. They are busy making the news. Well, let's say breaking news. If it's happening, breaking news. Now, when they put the camera on me, and I'm the breaking news making the news, I don't have time to watch. you the one who are, are lazy in the house. You are the one who watch me, who is the breaking news. Those who make the news don't watch the news. So sit there and keep watching. Be an observer. I came to church today, and oh yeah, pastor was preaching on the force of uh, sacrifice. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're an observer. You become an observer in the church. Observe. Keep observing. Keep observing. As you observe, some of us are making the news. So those who make the news don't watch the news. So stop watching the news and become a newsmaker. Did you hear what I said? Stop watching the lives of others and become the newsmaker. Become the breaking news. Verse 21 of Mark chapter 10. The Bible says that then Jesus beholding him loved him. Oh, Jesus loves us. Now, do you believe Jesus loves you? Do you believe Jesus loves you? Are you sure? Do you know it with conviction? Do you know that he loves you? So if he loves you, will you do what he tells you? Do you know that what he tells you is of your own interest? Amen. Amen. So let's look, let's look. So the Bible says that then Jesus beholding him loved him. When he loved him, look at what happened. The Bible said, and he said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast. Wow. Jesus loves me. And Jesus said I must go and sell whatsoever I have. Not just sell my car or my house on my shoe. He says, sell whatsoever thou hast. And look at who to give it to. He says, and give to the poor. And give to who? The poor. Sell everything. Now Jesus said he loves me. Now Jesus wants to destroy my life now. Now if you love me, don't tell me to sell everything. Jesus says, sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. That is the first point of entrance to discipleship. Remember Jesus when he came in the book of uh, Luke chapter 4 from verse 17? Do you remember what he said? He said, the spirit, when he went into the synagogue, the first reading he read, he went into the synagogue, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me To preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to who? To the poor. So that means Jesus' ministry was to preach the gospel to the poor. This young ruler comes following Jesus. And Jesus said to him, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Now what Jesus was in effect telling him is that before you can follow me, You have to sacrifice to serve my ministry. My ministry is to the poor. So if you want to follow me, sell everything and serve my ministry of the poor. Oh, that's another message for another day. I don't think you're getting this. The first point of entry to leadership in this church, sell everything, give it to the poor. Sell everything. Give it to the poor. You want to be a pastor in this church? Sell everything. What's our vision? Service my vision first. You want to be great? Service the vision of the one who is ahead of you. What Jesus is telling him is that if you want to follow me, you have to service my vision. Serve my vision before we can even think about you. I had a young man who came to this church who said, God has called me to lead millions of people. I said, wow, wonderful. He said to me, "Uh, you know, I believe God has called me to be your mentee and you my mentor. I said, really? Wow. God hasn't told me. I said, okay, we are going to exercise this principle. I said it within myself. I said, if you mean I'm your mentor and you are my mentee, let's see. If you have the ability to sacrifice. One day I was having a training, training leaders and and members in the church. He came to the meeting five minutes to closing. When the meeting was about to close, five minutes. And I said, This person says, He's my mentee and I'm his mentor. A mentee gets to the place where your mentor is going to be an hour ahead. You don't come five minutes to closing. I rebuked him. He said he was very offended. The next thing he stopped coming to the church. The last time I heard, he's done on drugs, drinking, doing all kinds of things. Service my vision first. You want to be great, isn't it? How many of you want to be great? Service my vision. Serve my vision. Serve my vision first. Hallelujah. He said, sell everything and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Sacrifice. Verse 22. He said, the Bible said, and he was sad at that saying. He went away grieved. For he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around him and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of God. Now notice Jesus is not preaching about riches. He said, how hard they that have riches. That means if riches have you, then it will be difficult to enter into the kingdom. He's not saying being rich is bad. No, that's not what he said. He said, don't let riches have you. Don't let it dictate for you. Don't let it have your heart. Don't let riches become your God. You can be a rich man and still be a Christian. I don't know about you, but I'm a rich man. But I'm serving God faithfully. And there are other rich men in this church. Our churches are full of millionaires. And they still come to church. We don't have, there's none poor in this church. Well, if you don't know, I'm telling you now, good news, breaking news, there is none poor in this church. That was a breaking news. Amen. All right, let's, let's finish this quickly. Verse 24 of Mark chapter 10. The Bible says that, and the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said unto them, children, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. So do you see, he's answered them. It's not about riches. You can be still rich and be a good Christian. Verse 25, he said, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Jesus looking upon them said, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Are you following me? It says, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Verse 28, He says, then Peter said, Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Look at Peter's response now. I love Peter. Peter said that for us. He said, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. What is that? Sacrifice. So, you can't follow Jesus if you're not willing to sacrifice. Right? Yeah. Now, listen to Jesus' response to what Peter said. Verse 29, the Bible said, And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife. Or children, you can see he said wife, not wives. Or children, or lands, for my sake, the others are in plural. For my sake, and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold when? Now, in this time. Houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children... And lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last and the last shall be first. So in other words, when you are sacrificing for the kingdom, you feel like you are last. But he said many that are last will become first and the first shall become last. So, what what Jesus is telling us is that every time you sacrifice for the kingdom, don't ever think that you are wasting. He said, you shall receive a hundredfold now and in eternity. So, our gain when we sacrifice is now and also in eternity. That's what God wants to do. That's why for us as young men, we sacrifice now. We give our lives to Jesus now. Everything we do it now because tomorrow. You see, all your other friends are out there doing other things. You might think you are last. You know, that's what they do. They'll tell you, but you, look at us. We went night last night. We went chasing women. You feel like you are last, but a time is coming. He says the first shall be last and the last shall be first the end of the thing is better than the beginning at the end I want to be first maybe now it might look like I'm last because I'm sacrificing but at the end oh glory when they say who was the first your name shall be mentioned I said your name shall be mentioned your name shall be mentioned your name shall be mentioned in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Did you receive it? Oh, let's give God some praise. Let's rise up on our feet. The force of sacrifice. The force of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The force of sacrifice. Today you want to engage it. Engage it. Engage it. Lift up your voice towards heaven. And say Lord. Help me to sacrifice. May I become a sacrificial person. In your house. May I sacrifice. Everything. Everything. For the growth of the church. May I sacrifice. 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 Father we sacrifice our time. We sacrifice our talents. We sacrifice our treasures. For the expansion of your kingdom. For the expansion of your churches. We ask that you do something great, Lord. Something glorious. As we sacrifice, help us to become what you've called us to become. Father, we thank you for this grace. For the grace. For the grace to sacrifice. Because it's not by might, neither is it by power. But by your spirit. Father, we thank you. We thank you. When you test us in time of sacrifice, may we not be found wanting. We thank you. We sacrifice everything for the expansion of your kingdom. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Every eye closed. We're going to pray for any form of healing to break through. If you you have pain in any part of your body, you're trusting God for healing in any part of your body, I want you to place your hand there. The healing power of God is here. Miracles will take place. Breakthroughs will take place. Whatever you're trusting God for, It can be for someone. It can be for yourself. It can be for a family. We trust God. We'll see the healing virtue. The healing power. The glory of God to break forth. In the name of Jesus. Father we thank you. You are our healer. Jesus you are our healer. Right now we command from the head. From the crown of the head and from the soles of the feet of your people Amen. to be made whole. Amen. They are healed right now. Amen. Healing belongs to your children. Amen. We take possession of our healing. Amen. We thank you for breakthroughs. We thank you for deliverance. Amen. We thank you, O oh God, for increase. Amen. We thank you for promotion. Amen. We thank you for opening doors. We come against the spirit of miscarriage. We break the back of miscarriage. We break the back of miscarriage. We speak fruitfulness. We speak fruitfulness in the name of Jesus into all our churches, all our branches, all our members. For your word says, There shall be none barren in the land, not even our sheep or our cattle. Therefore, if our sheep and our cattle are not barren, our people shall never be barren. Our people shall never be barren. We declare that next year by this time, next year by this time, next year by this time, babies will be in the house. Babies will be in the house. We thank you for the pregnancies. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. It is done. It is done. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say something. We have now opened our Thursday services up for testimonies. And when God heals you or does something for you on a Sunday, I want to encourage you to come and share the testimony on Thursday. Now, let me tell you the reason why I'm telling you this. How many of you remember the 10 lepers who were healed were cleansed by Jesus? Only one came back to thank Jesus. And that one was made whole there's a difference between healing and being made whole. Big difference. Big difference. After he came to thank Jesus, that was when he was made whole. Amen? So I want to encourage you, if God does anything for you on a Sunday, on on Thursday, one of our sisters was testifying about how God healed her on Sunday after we prayed. Amen. So when God does something for you, you have to testify. The reason why we testify is to shame the devil. Because the Bible says we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. Amen. So if God has done anything for you, has healed you, has blessed you, anything at all, I want to encourage you come Thursday, it's time for you to testify and God will do great things in your life. Amen. God bless you. Did you receive it? God bless you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293 885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10am at Solution International Christian Centre, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution Centre is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution International Christian Centre, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.